Remember that old saying, two's company, but three's a crowd? I'm sure you do, but have you experienced it? For most of us, that saying might apply to having our third child. And we wouldn't call that a crowd, even though it sometimes felt like it. But our guest for this episode is Roxanne, mother of twins and grandmother of triplets. Roxanne wouldn't even call triplets a crowd, but there is something to the notion that once you run out of hands to hold your children or your grandchildren, you have to start depending on others a lot more. Roxanne and her daughter's family and friends stepped up to the task, and they are now my newest heroes. I'm Emily Morgan. And I'm Mike Morgan. And this is The Grand Life. Before we talk to Roxanne, I just want to say that Having four children in four and a half years was not very easy. I remember it being quick, but I think you remember more the hard stuff. Yeah. I mean, every time we brought one home every 18 months or so, the others were in a different stage of development. So instead of them all being at the same pace, doing the same thing, you know, once we brought home our last baby, our four and a half year old was a big help. But let's face it. I mean, she was still learning a lot, like uh, how to take care of herself. And, but she would bring things to me and help me, and that was very helpful. And our three-year-old and our 18-month-old, well, you know, you get the picture. They were all at different places, and all the while, each time, I was pregnant with another. But this isn't a competition, right? No, that's true. And I'm more than willing to confess it. I can't even imagine how hard it would be to care for twins, let alone triplets. So we talked to Roxanne to help us understand what it was like both times she experienced it, first as a mother of twins and then as the grandmother of her own daughter's triplets. Today we're talking about multiples, twins and triplets, and you happen to fit the bill for both of those. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about your story and then I'll ask you some questions about things I'm curious about. Okay, I have 40-year-old twin boys, Nathan mm-hmm. and Adam. They were a little over six pounds each. Um, came home after a week in the hospital, and um, I do remember one funny thing is the hospital wanted to tattoo them behind their ears to make sure we could tell them apart. You're kidding. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I've so, never heard of that. No, so I wouldn't would not do it. So what we did to make sure we knew them apart was painted their big toe different nail polish colors. Yeah, that but is so interesting. Really, I didn't have any trouble telling them apart, but it was just a little scary, the thought that they told us a lot of parents of twins bring their babies back to the hospital, and they're all upset because they can't remember who's who, <laughs> or they're not sure, so they want the hospital to help them identify. So anyway, <laughs> we really didn't of, have any trouble. Yeah, that's kind of funny. They are identical, is that right? Uh, to everybody else. <laughs> I don't have and never have had any trouble telling them apart except their voices. If over the phone, there's times when I can't tell for sure which is which. But uh, facially, to me, they really don't That's, look that much alike. But I guess, you know, I've spent how many years with them every day. So Sure. Yeah. And so do twins run in your family? Uh, yes, they do. I have an aunt who had two sets of twins, identical boys. And then she had a fraternal boy and a girl. And then my grandfather had identical twin sisters. Wow. So I guess you could say, yeah, they're 
ran a little bit in our family. Yeah. And, uh, and it really only matters if it's on the mother mother's side. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. So in addition, mm-hmm. then, you have grandchildren. You have triplets, right? For grandchildren. Right. My daughter has fraternal triplets. So she has three girls, and they all look totally different from one another. <laughs> well, I'm curious about how you feel of having been the mother of twins. Do you feel like it helped you in being the grandmother of triplets? Did it especially prepare you for that? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, um, I felt like I could give some advice to my daughter, uh, which actually I gave the same advice to other people who I knew that had multiples, mainly telling her, be sure you keep them on the same schedule. Mm. Uh, make sure you feed them all three, three at the same time. You put them all down for a nap at the same time. When they wake up from the nap, wake the others up and make sure you put them to bed at the same time. And that may sound a little uh, overly, I don't know what you yeah. want to call it. Over- Militaristic. Very, but yeah. <laughs> but if you don't keep them on the same schedule, it would, would have been hard enough with twins, much less with triplets. Because otherwise, you'll never have any time for yourself to get things, you know, that you need to do done. Yeah. So, yeah. And she took my advice with that. And she realized it pretty quick that that's what needed to be done. Did your, your own mother help you when you had twins? Or did you have a community of people? Well, I'm an only child. So my mother and father, that was their first grandchildren, they were very helpful, but I will say they were still working. Mm. And so they would, you know, come a lot of times after work. My mom cooked. My mom helped do laundry. She helped clean the house. Uh, my dad held them, fed them. Um, my mother-in-law also was still working. And she was, she also was, you know, a lot of help. She did some of the same things. My father-in-law had passed. Um I went back to work when my boys were nine weeks old. I was teaching. Wow. And um, I had a babysitter who was a sister-in-law. She came into the house. So that really helped so that I didn't have to get up and get them ready and take them somewhere. My parents were wonderful. You obviously, you knew you were going to have twins, did you? I mean, it wasn't like a surprise when they came out. My doctor never said anything, but he thought I was gaining a lot of weight and you know, my husband and I and my mother, we went for the ultrasound and my mother waited in the waiting room. And uh, yeah, we were pretty shocked when they told us. And then you know, I took the ultrasound picture out to my mother and they had drawn lines, you know, head, head, <laughs> legs, legs. My mom was like, what? <laughs> yeah. So it was, I was very surprised. I bet. Very surprised. I bet. And uh, so when your daughter told you, uh, were you there when your daughter had the ultrasound or did you know she was having, when did you find out she was having triplets? Um, Let's see. I guess she was probably around three months. We were home. We were in Missouri and she called us and we had her on speakerphone. And the funny thing was when she got pregnant, she said, I don't want to have twins like you, mom. (laughs) And then so when she called us, she said, well, went to the doctor today and had an ultrasound and we're not having twins. I said, oh, okay. She goes, we're having triplets. And my husband and I were just, we just looked at each other like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> triplets. I just, 
I couldn't even imagine. And I was worried. I was also sure. worried, you know, because, sure. uh, you know, triplets a lot of times, you know, don't make it. or the, And a lot of times they're born so small, yeah. which hers were, but they still, you know, they're doing really well today. So good. But, I mean, yeah, how we many were pounds were they? pretty much shocked over the triplet thing. <laughs> <laughs> the smallest one, Scarlet, weighed two pounds and 14 ounces. Dakota was the biggest. She weighed three pounds and 14 ounces. And Harley was the middle one. She weighed three pounds and eight ounces. Right. Yeah, so I think I said that right. You got a great memory for that. But, oh, goodness. I, right, I have so, to tell you, because I, I hold, I, I'm a cuddler for um, babies in the NICU. So I have held babies that are similarly. Oh, lucky you know, you. Yeah, it's a fun job. But I have to say, you know, when you hold them, they're so, it's unbelievable how tiny they are and then to watch them grow I and mean, come back week after right. week and, and watch how they've progressed and growing it's really it's pretty miraculous what hospitals can do two of them were just in the hospital for a month and the third one was in the hospital for two months oh so that was kind of tough because you know for a while she had two babies at home and one baby in the hospital and the hospital was 45 minutes away so she had to be at home part of the time and then try to be at the hospital part of the time. Oh. And COVID was rampant at that point. And so we couldn't go. My husband and I and the other grandparents, we could not go to the hospital. Only the parents were allowed. Yeah. So that, that was tough for a while. So your arrangement was oh. you were one-sided grandparents and then the other side of grandparents were also helping. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. His parents live in Ohio, so they're further away than we are. But we had been out in Colorado together helping for a while. And then we realized that they were going to need a lot more help. It was a lot to have that many people at the house. So we just sat down and discussed it and said, you know, why don't we do a month and then you do a month? And we got out our calendars and uh, figured it out. And they would come out and spend like, well, we would spend maybe a day together and then we would go home. And, you know, for a month. And then when we would come back out, uh, they would stay maybe a day. So we overlapped a day or so before the other set of grandparents would leave mm -hmm. uh, just to make sure that they weren't without anybody. Uh, it, the tough part was uh, the feeding. That mm -hmm. was, you know, they were so small. And Jesse was pumping till they were 13 uh, months. But... You know, they were small, so you wanted to hold them when you fed them. I just never liked having a baby lay on a bed or a pillow and prop them up and feed them. Mm -hmm. I just felt like you needed to hold on to them and snuggle them and love them. And plus, they were so small that, you, you know, you really had to be careful. You sure. know, there was a certain way to feed them. So when you have to feed three babies at once and the mother is pumping a lot of the time <laughs> uh, and her dad, their dad was working. So... Uh, Anyway, we worked it out, and it, it worked out wonderful. Uh, the other grandparents were very cooperative. I mean, and I felt they deserved to be there as much as, as we did. So that's why we said we would just, you know, take turns. Luckily, we were retired, both my husband and I, and the other grandparents were both retired. If we had been working, I'm not sure what would have happened. Yeah. Uh, I think they would have had to have moved to either Missouri or Ohio. Because, you know, when he's working, she's by herself. Yeah, 
Well, truly, so, I mean, that's a, it takes a village. Did the granddads, uh, were they in a position to help? You said all, uh, all four of you are, were, were retired yes. when the, when the triplets were born. Right. So both grandma and grandpa on both sides took full responsibility when they were out there. In fact, Harley, she had what they called a feeding aversions. She was not eating. And so mm-hmm. she ended up having to have a G tube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both grandfathers learned how to do that whole procedure and took care of that during, you know, during the night and sometimes during the day. I learned how somewhat, but I was a little worried I might do something wrong. Mm -hmm. But the two grandfathers, you know, they would do it in the middle of the night. You know, that's where you have to feed them through the G-tube. And I mean, sometimes it takes a half hour to 45 minutes and then you have to take that all apart. You have to clean it and make sure, you know, everything's taken care of. But yeah, the grandfathers changed diapers. They fed the babies. They walked them. Yeah. They were just as involved as us grandmothers. Sounds like they were essential. Yeah. That it really did take six adults to get these three babies started. Right. You know, and my husband was used to it because when we had twins, no, we didn't have anybody spending the night with us. Um, Because my, like I said, our parents still work. And you know, I would feed one and he would walk <laughs> the other one trying to keep him calm till I could feed him. And he changed diapers. You know, he did everything that I did. So he he was used to that. That's and amazing. I think the other grandfather, he was too. So, yeah. Jesse did have a, a friend whose mother was retired and she would come maybe two or three times a week in the morning and she would help feed uh maybe at seven o'clock and then maybe she would stay and help feed at the 10 o'clock she just loved babies she had never known jesse before and uh she was wonderful i mean she did that for quite a long time probably till they were eight nine months old and uh we loved having her because then it gave gave us a break sometimes you know that she was there to take our place for a little bit and so we could maybe get something else done while she was helping feed so I'm assuming it feels a little different right. when you have twins as opposed to triplets. Yeah. And I mean, I even notice it now as they're toddlers. When we go places and my daughter goes with them all the time, you know, she only has two hands. Mm-hmm. So she can only hold on to two of them. And she's had problems where, you know, they're leaving a playground and they're in a parking lot and, all of a sudden, they'll want to take off different directions, you know, so she has to really be careful about that. Plus, I know for me, wanting to maybe read to them, you know, if you have twins, you can have one on each side of you and kind of snuggle with them and read. When you have, And then I guarantee you, if they see that I have a book out, they're all three there on my lap trying to, you know, look <laughs> at the book and then somebody's pushing the other one because they can't quite see, uh, you know, it. That third one does add <laughs> some work <laughs> yeah. to the equation for sure. Just like when I had twins, and once they got a little bit bigger, sometimes I could have them lay on my lap and feed them at, both at the same time when I started bottle feeding. When you have triplets, if you're by yourself, you don't have that third hand, you know, and if you don't want to prop the bottle, oh, and plus sometimes they want to be held. Well, mm. you can pick up two of them, maybe not for much longer because they're two and a half because of their weight. But sometimes, I'll, you know, she'll be calling us on the portal and they'll all three want her to hold her. And it's just, 
it's impossible for her to pick all three of them up. And that's really hard. Yeah. Because right now they're all sick. And so they're, you know, they're all wanting mommy. And it's just hard, I think, to give your attention to all, all of them equally. That yeah. makes it tough. Yeah. Well, thank goodness they have wonderful grandparents who come and help all the time. And, and I don't know, you're not going back every month now, but how often do you get to see them? I would say we get to see them about every three months. Uh, we purposely bought an RV to take out there so that uh, we didn't have to always stay at their house. Mm. Once they were past the waking up in the middle of the night stage, <laughs> because when they were waking up in the middle of the night, we had to be there. You yeah. know, we couldn't be in an RV 10 miles down the road. And her and her husband have come to Missouri with them and they've gone to Ohio. They've driven. What they do is they start out at seven o'clock at night, about the time for the girls to go to bed and hope that they sleep most of the way because it's about a 13 hour trip. And wow. then uh, she's coming here for Thanksgiving. <laughs> she's flying by herself with those three girls. Oh, boy. So, oh, my goodness. That's We're all a, keeping our fingers crossed. Yeah. That's, Can you imagine? Yeah. No, that's strength and resiliency yeah. that you only develop when you have three children at one time. Roxanne, thank you so much for joining us today and helping us understand a little bit about multiples. And it sounds like you guys have it figured out and so glad that you had it figured out in time to help your daughter who now has these three lovely grandchildren. And congratulations for that. Thank you very much. Yes, we're very proud of her and her husband. You know, we love those little girls, so we wouldn't have had it any other way. I found that pretty enlightening and sounds like great advice from a wise mom to suggest that the babies have to be kept on a schedule. I mean, most moms and dads would agree, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's intuitive, but sometimes it's not like life-saving. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think schedules are helpful for both the parents and the babies, but schedules in this case might be the only way to manage. Speaking of schedules, by the way. Yeah, we're heading into the holidays, and there will be many interesting topics on our schedule of podcasts, so keep listening, and please let your friends know about the podcast. Now, if you use Facebook to keep up with the podcast, you probably are on our page, and our at tag, if you want to find it, is at the Grand Life Podcast. Well, we've also started up a Facebook public group called the Grand Life Podcast Fans, and on it, we're going to be posing questions about upcoming topics and maybe kicking off conversations about recent episodes. And I bring this up because you might want to trundle over there and join this uh, public page because I think, we think, it's going to be a more comfortable place to join into a dialogue and conversation. Yeah, so I don't understand exactly how do they, how do they get on the Facebook Grand Life Podcast fans thing. Do they go to Facebook first? Go to Facebook first, and then in the search field, you can type in The Grand Life Podcast Fans. Okay. And that should take you to our public group page where you can click on the uh, join button, and then uh, and it's public, it's open, so you can just from there see the things we're going to post and take part in the conversation and the dialogue. Yeah, it's public except that not everybody's on it. The only people who are looking at it are the people who are Facebook fans. Yes, public means uh, you don't have to uh, you don't have to be approved in order to join. Right, right. Yeah. Perfect. Also, you can email or voicemail us at uh, the same places we talk about. Grandlifeconnection at gmail.com is our email address. 
And the voicemail number is area code 317-572-7876. Yeah, so somehow, one way or the other, get in touch with us and let us know. If you're a grandparent of multiples, I'd love to hear about it. I'm Emily Morgan. And I'm Mike Morgan. And thank you for joining us in Living the Grand Life. Next week on The Grand Life. I'm not sure you could be your adult son or daughter's best friend, but I certainly see memes on Facebook that indicate that sometimes that happens. Is that a goal we should be working towards? I mean, what does that mean? And can you still have a great relationship with your adult son or daughter without them referring to you as their bestie? That's next time on The Grand Life. <laughs>